Fifth Adventure of the Fall of the Nibelungs by Anonymous. Translated by Margaret Armour. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Fifth Adventure. How Siegfried first saw Kriemhild. A vast multitude of them that would attend the high tide drew daily to the Rhine. And unto those that came for love of the king, horses were given and goodly raiment, and to each his place, even unto two and thirty princes of the highest and the best. So they tell us. And the women vied with one another in their attire. Giselher the youth and Gernot, and their two squires, rested not from welcoming both friends and strangers. They gave courtly greeting unto the warriors. The guests brought with them to the Rhine, to the tourney, saddles worked in ruddy gold, and finely wrought shields and knightly apparel. And the sick rejoiced, and they that lay on their beds sore wounded forgot that death is a hard thing. When the rumour of the festival was noised abroad, no man took heed more of them that groaned, for each thought only how he might sojourn there as a guest. Joy without measure had all they that were found there, and gladness and rejoicing were in Gunther's land. On Whitsun morning there drew toward the high tide a goodly company of brave men fairly clad, five thousand or more, and they made merry far and wide, and strove with one another in friendly combat. Now Gunther knew well how, truly and from his heart, the hero of the Netherland loved his sister, whom he had not yet seen, and whose beauty the people praised before that of all other maidens. And he said, Now counsel me, my kinsmen and my lieges, how we may order this high tide that none may blame us in aught, for only unto such deeds as are good pertaineth lasting fame. Then answered Ortwin the knight to the king, If thou wilt win for thyself glory from the high tide, let now the maidens that dwell with honour in our midst appear before us. For what shall pleasure or glad a man more than to behold beautiful damsels and fair women? Bid thy sister come forth and show herself to thy guests. And this word pleased the knights. That will I gladly do, said the king, and they that heard him rejoiced. He sent a messenger to Queen Uta, and besought her that she would come to the court with her daughter and her womenfolk. And these took from the presses rich apparel, and what lay therein in wrapping cloths, they took also brooches, and their silken girdles worked with gold, and attired themselves in haste. Many a noble maiden adorned herself with care, and the youths longed exceedingly to find favour in their eyes, and had not taken a rich king's land in lieu thereof, and they that knew not one another before looked each upon each right gladly. The rich king commanded a hundred men of his household, his kinsmen and hers, to escort his sister, their swords in their hand. Uta, with a hundred and more of her women, gorgeously attired, came forth from the female apartments, many noble damsels followed after her daughter. The knights pressed in upon them, thinking thereby to behold the beautiful maidens. And lo, the fair one appeared, like the dawn from out the dark clouds, and he that had borne her so long in his heart was no more a-weary, for the beloved one, his sweet lady, stood before him in her beauty. Bright jewels sparkled on her garments, and bright was the rose-red of her hue, and all they that saw her proclaimed her peerless among maidens. As the moon excelleth in light, the stars shining clear from the clouds, so stood she fair before the other women. And the hearts of the warriors were uplifted, 
the chamberlains made way for her through them that pressed in to behold her. And Siegfried joyed, and sorrowed likewise, for he said in his heart, How should I woo such as thee? Surely it was a vain dream. Yet I were liefer dead than a stranger to thee. Thinking thus, he waxed oft white and red. Yea, graceful and proud stood the son of Sieglind, goodliest of heroes to behold, as he were drawn on parchment by the skill of a cunning master. And the knights fell back, as the escort commanded, and made way for the high-hearted women, and gazed on them with glad eyes. Many a dame of high degree was there. Said bold Sir Gernot, the Burgundian then, Gunther, dear brother, unto the gentle knight that hath done thee service, show honour now before thy lieges. Of this counsel I shall never shame me. Bid Siegfried go before my sister, that the maiden greet him. Let her that never greeted knight go toward him. For this shall advantage us, and we shall win the good warrior for ours. Then Gunther's kinsman went to the knight of the Netherland, and said to him, The king bids thee to the court, that his sister may greet thee, for he would do thee honour. It rejoiced Siegfried that he was to look upon Uta's fair child, and he forgot his sorrow. She greeted him mild and maidenly, and her colour was kindled when she saw before her the high-minded man, and she said, Welcome, Sir Siegfried, noble knight and good. His courage rose at her words, and graceful, as beseemed a knight, he bowed himself before her and thanked her. And love that is mighty constrained them, and they yearned with their eyes in secret. I know not whether from his great love the youth pressed her white hand, but two love-desirous hearts, I trow, had else done amiss. Nevermore in summer or in May bore Siegfried in his heart such high joy as when he went by the side of her whom he coveted for his dear one, and many a knight thought, had it been my hap to walk with her as I have seen him do, or to lie by her side, cert, I had suffered it gladly. Yet never truly hath warrior served better to win a queen. From what land soever the guests came, they were ware only of these two. And she was bidden kiss the hero. He had never had like joy before in this world. Said the king of Denmark then, By reason of this high greeting many good men lie low, slain by the hand of Siegfried, the which hath been proven to my cost. God grant he return not to Denmark. Then they ordered to make way for fair Kriemhild. Valiant knights in stately array escorted her to the minster, where she was parted from Siegfried. She went thither, followed by her maidens, and so rich was her apparel, that the other women, for all their striving, were as naught beside her, for to glad the eyes of heroes she was born. Scarce could Siegfried tarry till they had sung mass. He yearned so to thank her for his gladness, and that she whom he bore in his heart had inclined her desire toward him, even as his was to her, which was meet. Now when Kriemhild was come forth to the front of the minster, they bade the warrior go to her again, and the damsel began to thank him, that before all others he had done valiantly. And she said, Now God requite thee, Sir Siegfried, for they tell me thou hast won praise and honour from all knights. He looked on the maid right sweetly, and he said, I will not cease to serve them. Never while I live will I lay head on pillow till I have brought their desire to pass. For love of thee, dear lady, I will do this. And every day of twelve, in the sight of all the people, 
the youth walked by the side of the maiden as she went to the court. So they showed their love to the knight. And there was merriment and gladness and delight in the hall of Gunther, without and within, among the valiant men. Ortwin and Hagen did many wonderful deeds, and if any devised a sport, warriors, joyous and strife, welcomed it straightway. So were the knights proven before the guests, and they of Gunther's land won glory. The wounded also came forth to take part with their comrades, to skirmish with the buckler, and to shoot the shaft, and waxed strong thereby, and increased their might. Gunther gave order that, for the term of the high tide, they should set before them meats of the daintiest, that he might fail in naught as a king, nor the people blame him. And he came to his guests, and said, Receive my gifts ere you go hence, and refuse not the treasure that I would share with you. The Danes made answer, Ere we turn again to our land, make thou a lasting peace with us. We have need of such, that have many dear friends dead slain by thy warriors. Ludgast and eke the Saxon were healed of their wounds gotten in battle, but many tarried behind dead. Then Gunther sought Siegfried, and said, Now counsel me in this. On the morrow our guests ride forth, and they desire of me and mine a lasting covenant. What they offer I will tell thee. As much gold as five hundred horses may carry, they will give me to go free. And Siegfried answered, That were ill done. Send them forth without ransom, that they ride no more hither as foemen, and they shall give thee the hand thereon for surety. And they told it to his enemies, also that none desired their gold. They said it to the war-tired men, by reason of whom the dear ones of their own land sorrowed. And the king took shields full of treasure, and divided it among them without weighing it five hundred marks and more. Gernot, the brave knight, counselled him thereto and they took their leave, for they were weary for home, and they passed before Creamhill and Queen Uta. Never were knights dismissed more courteously. The chambers were void when they left. Nevertheless the king abode there still with his lieges and his vassals and knights, and these ceased not to go before Creamhild. Then Siegfried the hero had also taken leave, for he thought not to attain his desire. But the king heard of it, and Giselher the youth turned him back. Whither ridest thou, Sir Siegfried? Prithee yield to me in this. Go not from among our knights and Gunther and his men. Here are fair maidens enow that thou mayest behold at will. Said bold Sir Siegfried, Let stand the horses, bear hence the shields. I would have ridden forth and turned again to my land, but Giselher hath changed my intent. So he abode among them through love, nor in any land had it been sweeter for him and Creamhill, the fair maiden, he saw daily, by reason of whose beauty he tarried. They passed the time in sports and feats of chivalry, but his heart was weary with love, yea, for love he sorrowed then, and after died miserably. End of the Fifth Adventure